RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Julian Quayle. The top stories. Hong Kong's finance minister says he's confident the SAR can meet its economic targets. A new teachers' union has formed after the professional teachers' union officially disbanded and a large number of mainland immigrants have said they've experienced discrimination in Hong Kong. Financial Secretary Paul Chan says he's optimistic that economic growth can meet the government's targets if the epidemic remains under control. Last month, the administration raised annual growth targets to between 55 and 6.5%. But Mr Chan said the economic rebound had been uneven, with catering and retail doing well, and tourism and aviation under pressure. A new teachers' union has been set up a day after the 48-year-old Hong Kong Professional Teachers' Union disbanded. Natalie Ching has more. The new group, called the Hong Kong Education Workers' Union, is a member of the Hong Kong Federation of Education Workers. Seven people, including teachers from primary and secondary schools, have been elected as executive members of the group. The union's chairman, Wong Kin Ho, said his group will strive to fight for and protect the education sector's right. He says he hopes his group could help solve what he described as the deep-seated problems of the city's education policies and offer suggestions to the government. Around half of some 500 new immigrants from the mainland polled in a survey say they have experienced discrimination in Hong Kong. The Society for Community Organisations said more than half of the adult respondents and 32% of the children who took part experienced prejudice. The group's Si Lai Shan says the government should act on the issue. They should uh, legislate on discrimination against immigrants and they can add the immigrant as a protected group in the racial law uh, to protect the immigrants. We also think the government they should uh, have more public education not only the propaganda in the media or the online, but also should have put it in the curriculum in secondary, primary schools, so more people know how to respect people, integrate for the people. Mainland authorities have classified Fengting Town in Fujian as a high-risk area after the province reported 21 COVID cases since Friday. The outbreak appears to be linked to the highly infectious Delta variant. Robert Kemp has more. The Provincial Health Commission said the 21 confirmed cases had been locally transmitted in Fujian, mainly in Shanyu County. The COVID response headquarters there has banned large gatherings and told residents to work from home and wear masks on public transport. Indoor entertainment venues have also been ordered to close, while the number of customers at supermarkets has been restricted. Meanwhile, the city government of Putian says viral genome sequencing of 19 of the cases has preliminarily identified the strains as the highly infectious Delta variant. Overseas, the FBI has released on the orders of President Biden a previously classified document on alleged links between the government of Saudi Arabia and the September 11th attackers. The BBC's Gordon Carrera reports. With 15 of the 19 hijackers coming from Saudi Arabia, there have long been questions about whether there was any official involvement in the attacks and whether successive US administrations had covered this up to protect an ally. This latest document, an FBI record of a 2016 interview, does not prove that. It does suggest, though, that the FBI were investigating whether one suspected Saudi intelligence agent provided logistical support for two of the hijackers. The Saudi embassy in Washington has said that any allegation that it was complicit in the September 11th attacks is categorically false. A spokesman for the Taliban has dismissed UN reports that al-Qaeda is active in Afghanistan. 
Sohail Shaheen said the Taliban would honour their commitment in the Doha agreement to prevent Afghanistan being used for attacks on other countries. The BBC's Joe McGivering has details. In an interview with Pakistani television, Sahil Shaheen said the Taliban were caught off guard 20 years ago when al-Qaeda attacked the United States. Now, with the Taliban back in Kabul, their policy was that Afghanistan would not be used as a base for attacks on another country. We will legislate and monitor this, he added. He was asked about recent UN reports which suggested that hundreds of members of al-Qaeda were already active in the south and east of Afghanistan. Such claims, he said, were based on false information. To the weather forecast, it will be mainly cloudy with a few showers. The minimum temperature will be about 28 degrees. Sunday periods tomorrow, very hot with isolated thunderstorms during the day. The maximum temperature will be around 33 degrees in the urban areas and a bit hotter in the new territories. Light to moderate southwesterly winds. Currently, the temperature is 31 degrees and the humidity is 81%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. And that was uh, the visit to Iran today by the head of the International Atomic Energy Agency, Rafael Grossi, was designed to head off a crisis connected to the country's refusal to allow international nuclear inspectors access to monitoring sites in the country. It comes ahead of a meeting by the agency in Vienna next week where the Iranians could be censured. According to a joint statement released in the last couple of hours, a deal has been reached that will allow inspectors to service monitoring equipment. Dr. Saad Marandi is a professor at Tehran University. He welcomed this deal. It is a positive sign. We still have to see what happens in Vienna. I think it's not in the interest of the Europeans to escalate the situation because they know quite well that it was the United States that brought us to this point. So we have to see if the meeting in Vienna passes off well. And then if that happens, then we have to see if the United States is willing to change its position and fully implement the nuclear deal. Pope Francis has told Roman Catholics in Hungary that he wants them to be open towards humanity in an apparent repost to the right-wing Prime Minister Viktor Orban. The two men spent 40 minutes together before the Pope closed a Catholic Congress in Budapest. Addressing the faithful outdoors, the Pope said arms should be outstretched to the world and warned of the threat of anti-Semitism. Some in the crowd, like this woman, Christina, said these views could split opinion. I think the teachings of Jesus are divisive. The Lord Jesus himself was divisive. So the teachings of the Pope or the Church are divisive too. But we don't have to deal with that. We just have to say the truth. One can bring up certain themes like minorities or migration, but there are lots of other subjects to talk about. Mr Orban said he implored Pope Francis not to let Christian Hungary perish. Lebanon may have just announced a new government more than a year after the previous administration quit following the port explosion in Beirut, but it remains in an economic crisis. Some people are experiencing power cuts of 20 hours a day, while motorists have to queue for hours to fill their petrol tanks. Even hospitals have cut back on essential services. The BBC's Middle East correspondent Quentin Somerville reports from Lebanon. In Lebanon's southern city of Sidon, it's as dark as a tomb. There's barely been electricity for a week. In the city's old passageways, locals use phone lights to cut through the gloom. With no fuel, even generators have stopped working. There, surrounded by candlelight, is Hassan Hosho. I take medication for a chronic disease. 
I was told we can get it in Beirut, but for double the price, and still couldn't get it. We can't even find cough medicine and Panadol. Everything is running short. The currency is now worthless, and most people's savings have disappeared in the financial crisis. Last week, bread was in short supply. This week, it's bottled water. Ali Sharma is another side in resident. We don't have a state at all. This man in the presidential palace should be burned in alcohol. Is this a life? I had to go back for two packs of bread, one for me and one for my daughter, and it's not cheap. Hoarding has become commonplace. At a petrol station in Sidon, a confrontation between the army and locals. Things are so desperate, troops have been deployed at petrol stations across the country. Ten days we come to this petrol station and they say there's no petrol. The government checked and it turned out he has 24,000 litres. He was ordered to open. He opened at 8, closed at 8.30 because the power went out. We asked him, why have you closed? He said, I don't have a generator. Zimbabwe has started to make payments to major creditors. During a video conference this month, its finance minister said the country had made its first payments in two decades to a group of rich countries known as the Paris Club. He also said token payments will be made to multilateral lenders such as the World Bank, the African Development Bank and the European Investment Bank. Zimbabwe owes 11 billion US dollars to foreign lenders. To end the news, the top story is once again. Hong Kong's finance minister says he's confident the SAR can meet its economic targets. A new teachers' union has formed after the professional teachers' union officially disbanded. And a large number of mainland immigrants have said they've experienced discrimination in Hong Kong. The news from RTHK. There he is. That's Julian Quayle trying to catch me out this evening because it's all this weather forecast. I'm never sure whether, it, whether it's going to pop up. Julian Quayle and uh, more news coming up for us at midnight. See, I went away for the summer and um, come back and I never get to read the weather anymore. Ten minutes after 11, hour two of Sunday Late.
isn't that strange? My life began to change. Now all that I care for is you. Tracks like that I love to uh, discover on this programme. Now, that's uh, taken from the uh, Expansion Records uh, 2016 release. It was uh, the, al- the album is called uh, Soul Survivors, a dance, disco, boogie, jazz uh, and fusion selection. You see, you just don't... I'm a big fan of Expansion Records, uh, UK uh, soul label. And uh, the track uh, there um, uh, is um, Vladimir Setkar. It's called uh, In the Open Space. Mm-hmm. You see? First player on the programme ever on that track. More new music now. This from our featured album is Morchiba. Chiba. 